views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. Dinar would have had serious consequences for the world financial system, but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the U.S. wants to avoid at all costs. We're slicing cake. We're slicing cake. We're slicing cake. Gaddafi didn't give up. In the months leading up to the military intervention, he called on African and Muslim nations to join together to create this new currency that would rival the dollar and euro. They would sell oil and other resources around the world only for gold dinars. It's an idea that would shift the economic balance of the world. Countries' wealth would depend on how much gold they have, not how many dollars they trade. And Libya has 144 tons of gold. Welcome, welcome everyone to Pando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Gary, from L.A., coming to you live from FEMA region, region number six. Today is April the 22nd, 2019. Sorry about that. We have a live show for you today. At any time, if you'd like to get in on a conversation, give us a call. 704-802-5056. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. And we will see you in queue on the board. And we will bring you up. Definitely would love to talk to you all. But before we get into that, everyone, as you know how we start this show, please support Black Talk Radio Network by giving some of your financial energy, by making a donation to the network. There's two ways that you can do it. There's one way that's more preferred, and the first way that you can do it, you can go to www.blacktalkradionetwork.com, www.blacktalkradionetwork.com. Hit the donation prompt that's there. Give some of your financial energy so that this network can stay on air and continue to bring you the information that you have deemed as being necessary and important. But the most preferred way to support the network is by being a member in the social media platform known as BTR Community. BTR Community is a social media platform where you can engage in all of your social media activities without being as adversely affected and in a more holistic way that supports the network as well. So please definitely do that. You can do that. Find that at www.btrcommunity is where you can go become a member for only $24 a year. That $24 membership gets you into a platform where you don't have to worry about your identity being sold. You don't have to worry about uh, people being able to data mine you in, in a very uh, easy way. So definitely please do that. Supports the network. $24 a year is all it takes. Okay? So also, if you would like to acquire real money, then the thing to do is to go to Prosperity Mint. Prosperity Mint is a, is a full-service precious metals dealership where you can actually exchange your currency for real money. 
and have a measure of savings, very important for uh, going forward in the future. So we have a live show for you today. Once again, if you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056. But I think I, one, one thing I was remiss. Then once you go to uh, Prosperity Mint, check out what's in the inventory there. Then email info at Prosperity Mint. Tell them that you're a Tando Radio Show listener, and they will explain to you the buying process it's to your benefit. It's going to actually, it's extremely beneficial for you to know that so that you'll know the proper way of acquiring, explain the buying process, the proper way of acquiring the precious metals. Okay, so we're going to jump into today's show. Uh, I believe my man Pastor Keith should be here shortly uh, to, to jump in, but I think, but I definitely see Pastor Keith on the board. So at any time, Keith, uh, you can jump in. Oh, wait, what happened? What did I just do? I think I, okay, so I'm going to have to, oh, there it is. Okay, cool. Didn't do anything. Okay, so we're going to jump in to what's in the news for today's show. Hey, hey, Dave. Today is the, yes, go ahead. Yeah, before you get started, I wanted to um, just apologize to the listeners uh, for a Friday show not coming on air, that was that was on me. I had a family situation come up with one of my daughters, and I, I just wasn't able to get back in time. So that was on me. That wasn't on Dave or anything. Because um, I know y'all was talking about Financial Friday, which a lot of people look forward to that program. So I wanted to apologize for that. Um, but I also wanted to bring to your attention, Dave, um, you know, yes, sir. about Financial Friday or just finances, period, and the things we cover on Tando Radio Show. I saw a video from We Are Change. You heard of them? Yes. Okay, so I heard from, I, heard, I saw a YouTube video from We Are Change, and they were talking about Joe Biden and the IMF and, and Joe Biden's, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, Ukraine problem. Which, by the way, a comedian just got elected to be the new president of the Ukraine. Um, So they rejected the puppet of the U.S. The people of Ukraine uh, uh, rejected the puppet. But but listen, Joe Biden's son, I forget which one. I think it's the oldest one. Got appointed Mm -hmm. to an oil company um, board or something. He has no background in oil whatsoever. Um, so he got appointed to this Ukrainian oil board. Well, the I guess you would call it for the lack of not knowing their terms, but let's say their their um, national prosecutor, which we would call an attorney general, they were looking at charging Joe uh, Joe Biden's son and some members of that company with corruption. Joe Biden went to the Council of Foreign Relations, uh, one of those what I call shadow government organizations that write policy that the politicians then pass or try to pass. So, you know, Joe Biden was giving a speech. They showed the video, was giving a speech at the IMF. This dude was, I mean, at the Council of Foreign Relations. This dude was bragging about how he called the president of Ukraine, I guess we should say the ex-president of Ukraine now, and told him to make that case against his son disappear or they would they would get some funds cut off. 
So the guy put, the president pushed back on, said, you ain't the president. This was during the Obama administration. He was like, you ain't the president. So Joe was bragging like, well, well, I got the president's ear and what have you. Then he said that if you get this drop, I'll arrange, you know, we arranged a loan from the IMF. I forget how much, how many hundreds of millions or if it was a billion dollars, right? And then I was thinking, and then so again, that just illustrates how the U.S. does business, how these corrupt politicians do business, how it's all connected. They call it the International Monetary Fund, or they call it the World Bank and what have you, but it's controlled by the United States, you know? And, yeah. and then I also found out that, you know, Ecuador got a new president. That's where Julian Assange was staying in the Ecuadorian uh, embassy in, in the UK. So yeah. they got a new president. So everybody probably know that the new president stripped him of his, um, you know, immunity and and let the UK police run up in there and arrest him, right? Well, guess what? Yeah. You know why he did that? Because the Trump administration got him a billion dollar loan through the IMF. I just wanted wow. to share that. I didn't know that. You know, I didn't. I didn't know that. But yes, Scotty, that stuff that, that stuff goes on all the time. But I didn't know about Julian Assange um, that that was what was behind it. That the, the IMF uh, loan makes sense. You know, definitely can see that happen because it happens all the time. So yes, uh, Scotty, if you ever get a chance, man, send me that. But yeah, Joe Biden's uh, son was was heavily involved in the uh, Ukraine and what was going on there. And yeah, there was another a new elected uh, celebrity figurehead president of the Ukraine. And one thing that he says he wants to end is the overall war uh, that's going on there. So that is is strategic. There's a lot that's that's going on on the geopolitical front right now, and it goes along with, with t- today's show. Is going to be about Pastor Keith is here in the building. What's going on, Pastor Keith? How you doing? I'm blessed. How about yourself? Good, good, good. And, and uh, we're going to jump into the to, to this show, and it just goes to show. Wow, it just goes to show so much uh, about what's what's going on, and, and I think it's very significant because of the the events that are unfolding in, in the world. And I'm not surprised about Joe Biden or Julian Assange being a uh, is our embassy being revoked? In I'm sorry, is um, his sanctuary being revoked um, inside of you know the the embassy in uh, in Europe? So quite quite telling. So man, Keith, uh, what what have you, man? Before we get going, anything, bro? No, no, not as yet. Well, we gotta have a. a a live show for you all today. If you'd like to get a call in, give us a call, 704-802-5056. If I'm not on the board, um, if you call in and you don't hear me respond to you, just say, excuse me, um, I will hear you. We will definitely get you in. Today's show for the 22nd of April, 2019, a case for every moment is is what uh, the show is about. And we're going to jump into what's in the news and get into the show. Some very significant things that are happening. Keith, I really... Uh, Keith and everyone, I just wanted to say, I'm really starting to see right now we're going through a, a seems like a, a a quiet, but it's really a very active movement stage. It's a logistical movement uh, stage that that I see that that's happening on a global front, and it's very significant. 
So we're going to jump into what's in the news. First article from um, the Washington Post, no more waivers. This is a huge, huge story. No more waivers. The United States will try to force Iran's oil exports to zero. After about one year after the United States decided to leave the Iranian nuclear deal, the State Department is set to announce that all countries will have to com completely end their imports of Iranian oil or be subject to U.S. sanctions. <laughs> this is huge, huge. And we're going to touch on this uh, in the first part of the show. Second part of the show, Keith, I want to talk about uh, preparing for different things. There's different levels of preparing uh, for small events, medium events, large events, and, and catastrophic uh, events. I'm going to try to get a, as much of that into and just for, as an everyday person with just some of the things that you can think about to get started. And uh, real quickly before we get started, Scotty, no problem on Friday. Things happen, brother. Um, we've always got to take care of our first obligation, that being to ourselves and to our immediate families then, you know, we, we take care of what we, we can. Miss you. Uh, we actually did a, a show uh, with Lance Skurve, and uh, Roz uh, was was there with me. Roz and I hosted a show there, uh, did good. And we're, but we'll do that same Financial Friday one here on Tando Radio Show with Black Talk Radio Network because uh, for everyone that's here uh, because I, I think it was a really, really good one in my opinion. So moving on, next article. This one comes from oilprice.com, the perfect storm that could drive oil even higher. After a rally of more than 30% year-to-date, oil prices could be set for a further upside in the coming weeks as a combination of near-term bullish supply side factors could push prices higher than current levels over the next few weeks. Very, very true. Uh, so check out that. A, a severe uh, critical geopolitical event could set the trend for even higher oil prices in the coming month. Yes, very true. Next article, this is from the American conservative, Libya is our regime change nightmare. Libya is, is, is a very critical part of the strategic, the strategical and logistical movement for, in my opinion, WW3, World War III, which is going to lead to global nuclear war one. And that overall change, transfer and moving and changing of powers, and as well as the overall un, uh, for the U.S. losing and becoming the untied states of America. Hey, Dave. Very, very significant. Check in. So, yes. I, I saw a report on Libya, too, um, over the weekend. And so you got members of the Trump administration now back in two different factions in Libya. You got the government quote-unquote government of Libya, which is based in uh, Tripoli, which is U.S. backed, okay? Those are the ones that they help, the main ones they, they help uh, overthrow. But then there's this general. Now, this general actually helped Gaddafi back in the 60s, you know, do that, do that coup and what have you. And he was in the government, but he turned on him. He turned on, on, on Gaddafi, yep. man, and I would say the people of Libya. But now he's now he's trying now he's fighting against the US backed government. Well, guess what your celebrity figurehead Trump said? Trump gave the dude a call, man. And so yeah, <laughs> people and saying how, you know, they want to uh support him and they appreciate his fight against terrorism when he used terrorists to overthrow 
uh, Gaddafi. And Gaddafi was the one that was actually, uh, you know, uh, fighting terror, terrorism for real. Not the fake war on terror. He was fighting it for real. The first one to issue a um, uh, warrant, an uh, international warrant for uh, Bin Laden for embassy bombings in, in Kenya and other, it was another African country and what have you. So here you got the U.S. playing both sides of the fence. Now, they're saying because they want stability. It's more important that they have stability than democracy. Well, you have stability with Saddam. You have stability with Gaddafi. I tell you, man, this country, this country is a hot mess, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they just cause so much turmoil, so much death, so much instability. And it's the Hegelian dialect. I'm the one that overthrew your government and caused all this death and destruction in the most prosperous country in Africa. And now I'm going to be the one to come in and give you the solution. You know, it, it, man, they keep playing this game over and over and over. When are the people going to catch on? Yeah. The only problem is, when have they ever came in and gave them a solution? Yeah. Well, they gave them their solution, right. That, and that's what that's what you all both are pointing to. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And, you know, the thing about it was, I, I think it was Sudan, um, Scotty, it was the other country. Kenya and Sudan, um, and when we when we look at what's going on in Libya, and you have to remember the strategical importance of Libya. In Libya, strategical importance is because of where it's located and what it has at its location, being the most preferred form of oil that there is, known as light sweet crude oil, which predominantly you know a, a, a significant portion of it comes from Libya. And from Kenya. And one of their uh, concerns, sorry, Dave, well, and you're, you're right about the location. One of their concerns also is immigration into Europe. Gaddafi had into put a Europe, stop yeah. to that. He didn't put a stop to yeah. it by being brutal to the migrants or whatnot. He gave them jobs. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's yeah. no need for you to go yeah. to Europe. We got work for you. You know what I'm saying? And, and and so with Gaddafi gone, now we're seeing what? All of those migrants trying to get get to Europe and what I hope and so they're concerned about some quote unquote jihadists, you know, getting into Europe. I you know what? If they do, they brought it on themselves. NATO brought it on themselves and what have you by overthrowing and murdering Gaddafi and what have you. And I hope I hope all those people that's in them destabilized uh countries in Northern Africa, I hope they flood into Europe, man. Yeah. And you know, one of the things about Gaddafi that they don't give Gaddafi credit for, which was monumental, is that he brought water to the desert. He brought he built one of the greatest engine one of the greatest engineering feats in, yep. in history. Eighth by, wonder by of the world. The aqueduct. Yep. That brought the aqueducts of water to, to Libya. And and that was and I think it was purposely done for for him to be to complete that before they, they actually uh you know killed him. And you know, so I ha- I have much respect for Gaddafi and what Gaddafi was about. Every you know, even since I was a child, when when he when he first uh, had the coup in Libya, and when he kicked out uh, the Hunt brothers and the Hunt family out of out of Libya, the the owners of the Kansas City Chiefs, they were an oil company 
uh, oil family out of uh, out of Dallas. Out hey, of is that the same? Out of Wait a minute, is that the same Hunt family, the uh, the Hunt brothers that was CIA? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, and then they actually they actually went to Gaddafi to cut him to cut a deal with him. And then the deal was that um and then that family became public enemy number one was because Gaddafi, an unnamed royal uh Saudi Arabian prince and who I think is king now, and um or or could it could be, um and uh, Marcos out of um, the Philippines they had all came together with an agreement that they were going to try to break the overall dollar hegemony in the world and they were going to do it by uh, m- manipulating the physical price of silver and so Gaddafi was, with, was in with the Hunt brothers on that, on that ordeal and they almost pulled it, off, pulled it off that's where Gaddafi became public enemy number one to the Western uh, powers because whoever controls that overall silver, the physical amount of silver in the world, actually controls the world. And that's where Gaddafi was starting to, to bring about the gold, the nar, and resource and everything. That's where it really started. That's where he became public enemy number one, when he nationalized all of the oil out of Libya. But then, in, in uh, working with the Hunt brothers, the Hunt family, to create the... Uh, to, to corner the silver market, and they actually, uh, you know, they th- that was the start of it all. So yeah, we'll we'll carry that one day uh, on the show. I think we've done it maybe two or three times, uh, but we need to 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 repeat that. And I remember that as a child because that's when I first was introduced to the to the overall uh, strategical and intrinsic importance of silver being more important than gold or all of the precious metals combined. So. Yeah, it was it was uh it, it's pretty it's pretty fascinating. So we're uh we'll definitely get into that. Uh next article. This one comes from Wow, time is going by. Let me hurry up. Next article. This one comes from uh RT International. Trade war with China. US will make sure it causes a ruckus before losing the fight. Yep, definitely major ruckus before it loses the fight. All of that is is playing playing itself out. They call it make it records with who before they lose what fight? I'm sorry about the trade war with China. U.S. will make sure it causes major uh, ruckus before losing the fight with China in the trade. And yeah, and that fight is going to be actually a military one as well. It's definitely going to be a military one as well. So check out that article. Next article comes from. Uh, Russia Insider. My man uh, Rai sent me this one over the weekend. Thanks uh, to, to Rai for this one. Dismantling NATO, 800, excuse me, dismantling NATO, closing down 800 bases. I'm, I'm just surmising that real quick because it, it didn't pull up for me. Hold on. Here it is. There you go. Dismantling NATO, closing down 800 U.S. military bases. So, and prosecuting um, prosecution for war crimes. So check out that. That's that's definitely pretty darn significant. And thanks, Rise, for that that overall uh, article. Um, I missed that one. So no. So check out that. I think I think that was the the window. 
close some teeth. So check out that article. Next article is um Hey uh, go back to that other one, Dave. Okay. Which, Prosecuting who for war crimes? Let me pull it up real quick, uh Keith. This one was one second. Did I go on it? I have refreshed the screen and it's taking it. Okay, so here's a here's what it was, Keith. It was a, a Russian insider article dismantling NATO dismantling NATO because we've been talking about it that they are going this NATO has, has already been ruptured and, and done hence France and Germany so um, that whole thing is is pretty much done and gone now that means that 800 US military bases are going to have to be closed and then they're going to be prosecuted for war crimes so as soon as the article populates and pulls up I'll, I'll get to it uh, Keith, so we'll probably just do a show on that right, by itself, uh, manana. So here it is. Okay, it, it came up. Here it is. Move, move this down. This text prepared in context of an April 7, 2019 Florence International Conference. No war, no wait up, no NATO. Move this down will center on the key relationship between the United States and NATO, military operations directed against targeted countries, and is in position of far-reaching neoliberal economic reform, both before and in the wake of the U.S.-NATO military intervention. This article will also address the dangers and consequences of a third world war, as well as the nature of advanced weapon systems deployed by the, on the, by the borders of U.S. NATO's and its coalitions, U.S. NATO coalitions. So they're basically saying that they're going to break up NATO, and when they do break up NATO, they're going to have war crimes that are going to be filed against NATO and the U.S. This is the purge. This is the, the global purge of the United States. Uh, that is happening, and it's definitely going to bring about the untied states of America. So let's do that one exclusively, Keith, uh, on manana. Okay. Tomorrow. So yes, go ahead. You just brought up something else. Mm-hmm. So this is going to bring about a purge, which is going to bring about World War III. Yes, uh, which we're already in now. Yeah, but you said which is going to bring about the untied states of America. Yes. Now, that's going to happen after the war is over? Yes. I think um, during the war, it, it will start to move that way, and then the debt is a part of it as well. The states are going to say, no, the debt that the, the Fed, federal government has made is not going to be the burden of the state. And, and guess what the feds is going to say? Yes, it is. Of course they are. Yes, it is. And, and, and then not only that, uh, we're in the middle of the war, a war, so you you you've got to support the positions that we're in, and so that'll that'll last as a hoorah for a, a week or two until the U.S. gets smacked in the face, and they be like, hold on, oh shoot, smacked in the face by whom? Uh, by the by the its overall when it engages in a war with the selected countries. I think that Iran will will smack the U.S. cyber wise, North Korea. I think Russia and China will directly smack them militarily by even targeting uh, U.S. cities here in the country. Militarily. Mm -hmm. Missile strikes, cyber attacks, uh, military 
uh, ships being sunk, uh, military personnel losing uh, assets and lives in great numbers, uh, basically losing an all-out physical war is, is, is what, it, what it amounts to, both economically and, and militarily. So, yeah, Keith, that's what it, let's cover that uh, manana, I think is real important. Next article. No, Brother David. News. Here's, yeah, yes, yes, Brother David. Yes, go ahead, Brother David. Yeah, I just wanted to add that uh, this war literally is being started by the same military-industrial military complex that Eisenhower warned about in the early 50s. We just have not seen it as the corporate-controlled arm of Armageddon that it is. But as we go forth, we're going to begin to realize that 90% of the taxpayers do not want their money invested in this. That's why they have no decision. I just wanted to add that. Yes, yes, so true, true brother. And, and they're going to try to, this is why I think that you're going to see a heavy, this, this spring, this summer, you're going to see a, a whole lot of uh, information in regards to military recruitment and the recruitment of women and, and so-called opportunities now and everything, all of that is, to, is, is a facade for, the, for, for creating the overall necessary uh, pool of talent to fight the war against China and Russia primarily and their allies, which is pretty much darn near everybody else, which will include France and Germany in my overall opinion. So... So um, it's been it's been coming together for a while now. It's been building, um, and and these are some of the things I think that we need to prepare for. Uh, yeah, was there someone else that wanted to chime in? Brother Davis, was that you? Okay. Next article from Sputnik News. This is this is a part of what we're talking about as far as everything being uh, structured out, Chief strategically around the world. Everyone is getting into place. India's president declares joint border force with Pakistan, the, the Middle East. Pakistan Prime Minister arrived in, on, in Iran on April the 21st yesterday on a state visit to discuss security and regional issues, according to the uh, uh, Iranian state TV. And Pakistan will join a reaction force on the borders between the two countries. Everyone is setting up their borders in preparation of what, Keith? War. This is how you know it's, it's there because it's already pretty much started. Check out that. Next article from, from Natural Society. Ancient medicine, black seed oil, 21 powerful health, benefit, health benefits. So check out that. Next article. Uh, this one is the, the, the Cataclysm. $243 trillion global debt bomb will explode, impoverishing everyone. Check out that article. Say that again. Read that again. It's going to be $243 trillion global bomb will explode, impoverishing everyone. Everyone throughout the world, everyone in the United States. Um, I think that, that that's uh, pretty much everyone. They're talking about globally, the global debt. Exploding. Because what's going to happen, and, and, what, and what, I, what they mean by that, is that debt, the debt system that we are right now is going to fail globally. It doesn't matter what country's currency it is, 
because it's all pretty much based off of debt, and debt is going to fail. When you start to have uh, a debt go into receivership or go into default, excuse me, not receivership, when you start to have debt go into re uh, uh, default by countries, that is a cascading domino effect that starts to, to play on a whole credit market. Now it causes everybody's uh, economy to go into default. And that's what they're talking about there. And so how do you mitigate that? You have to go from a debt-based economy to an asset-based economy that is going to be serviced by collateral. Okay, so I got a far-reaching question. I don't know if you'd be able to answer it or not. Russia yes. is debt-free. Yes. How much does it ultimately affect them? Now, not only are they debt-free, Mm -hmm. But they're amassing yeah. massive amounts of a collateral. Money. Yes. Yes, in different forms and fashion. So that that type of country in that situation is going to be the preferred country to to do what? Uh, create new loans that's based off of assets, because they'll be in a better economic situation. Russia struggles in today's world because it's manipulated by the debt. Uh, manipulation by Western 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 eyes uh, economic prowess or, or or the the ability of of the United States and this interest by debt and debting countries and everything else. So Russia is, is harmed by that, but that overall harm isn't as effective as it was in the past. It's almost darn nullified, in my uh, opinion, and I really think it has already been nullified because now. Russia and other countries are selectively acquiring real money, real intrinsic value items that, that actually are necessary for the economy to function. The economy uses debt to enslave other people, but it needs resources to function. So, so they're, 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 the golden rule, Keith, those with the gold make the rules. So, yes. But China's not far off of them either. No, I think China probably has the most gold of all the countries in the world. But they're not publicized. ridiculously in debt either. Um, no, I, they have a large amount of debt, but I think that that debt is going to be nullified because of uh, – it's not nullified. It's because of Victor goes to spoil. So Victor goes to spoil. And they have the overall – they'll be able to, to, to bring in – a system of confidence that everyone will want to be a part of. The U.S. American dollar, worthless, but because people have yeah. confidence in it. Yeah, right. And then that that confidence will be broken, and they're, they're going to run into confidence, and that confidence is going to be set off by what? Where do you have a value that I know has value? And then there we go, boom, kaboom. So, and, and you know, China has a lot of debt, and, it's, it, and I think it's a smart thing that they're doing. They're accumulating debt and transferring that debt into real money, which everyone should be doing. This is why I say uh, you should transfer your currency into real money. That's what they're doing. So check out that. Next article from Sputnik News. CIA accuses Huawei of being funded by the Chinese authority, of course. So check out that. Just like the U.S. Uh, and, their, and their overall company are run by uh, the the shadow governments and everything else. So check out that. Next article, this is a really, really, really important one. This is um, from, from BAT. It says, Restore Glass-Steagall. 
Glass-Steagall, Essential Banking Regulations. We will carry this on Financial Friday. Uh, but we're going to do the one with Roz again, if Roz can do it again. Uh, but we'll, we'll do this maybe Thursday. We have a Financial Thursday and a Friday. Very important. Next article from Russia Insider. The colossal failure in Afghanistan. The special, the special inspectors generals for Afghanistan's reconstruction just released the third edition of the high risk levels on the sixth, on the 160th Congress of the United States and the Secretary of both States and Defense in the report identified most seriously threats, the most serious threats to the United States government. $132 billion reconstruction effort in Afghanistan. It's a colossal failure. Check out that article. Next article from Sputnik News. China refutes claims Belt and Road plans aims to drive nations into debt trap. Check out that article, like the U.S. has done for so many uh, nations. Next article, this is uh, one Keith sent me. Mexican troops disarmed American soldiers on U.S. side of the border. Keith sent that to me over the weekend. Check out that article. Next article. Could, excuse me, China could be the target of sanctions as the U.S. ends waivers for Iranian oil. This is huge. China could be the target of sanctions as the U.S. ends waivers for Iranian oil. This is very, very huge. It's a move for the overall war. Check it, and we'll, we'll cover that in today's show. Next article, The Beast Behind the Mask. The U.S. fanatical passion to destroy Venezuela. And I want to just, when we get into Okay, so before we, I thought I put some other stuff, but that's okay. Um, let me start here. I want to just say something very quickly. Here's what this one article says, and this was from Strategic Culture. The refusal of the United States political establishment to abandon its dream of toppling the de democratically elected government of Nicolas Maduro in Venezuela confirms that the, a thermonuclear superpower strategical direction has fallen into the hands of a group of spoiled, immature, bullying, bullying young children or teenage thugs. Very, very true. And This is something I want to say about what's dangerous about what the U.S. has done. It's put itself, it's actually trapped itself into a war it can't win now. Remember when there was Keith and Scotty, I know you remember, remember when the two Russian comedians, so-called, did a phone tap on Elliot Abrams saying that they were the, the president of Switzerland and they called him and everything else and he, and he got on the line with him. And here was the biggest problem of that. And I meant to say that that day when we were doing that show, but I have to say that now. Here's the biggest problem with that. The access that they were able to get was extremely, extremely dangerous. And it's going to be used against the United States in so many different ways. And, and I definitely believe that it was purposely done to show other nations that how much the U.S., how inept and incompetent the U.S. is now. And it definitely showed that. But this is the biggest problem, Keith, that I didn't touch on 
on that on that day. Here's the biggest problem with that overall phone tap, and the rest of the world realizes that the United States is an extreme liability now. Here's that big problem. The U.S. now there can be countermeasures against the U.S. and the and those other countermeasures can be blamed on the U.S. very easily now, extremely easily. What do I mean by that? Let's say even there can be a false flag that the U.S. was not involved in, and then they can be blamed for it. Why would that be so relevant? Because hasn't the U.S. been using those same tactics throughout history against other countries? Hell, they're doing it now. Yeah, and they're doing it now. Right, Scotty, and they're doing it now. What that phone tap exposed was that the U.S. is extremely vulnerable and incapable and incompetent in defending itself. So there can be a propaganda program that can turn the whole world, which is already there, but can push it over the edge even more. And guess what? It can be done by a nation as small as or as so-called insignificant as North Korea as some other country, smaller country, as Turkey, because they're just that vulnerable now, or, or Iran. And do you not think that the countries would do, use that overall tactic? And what could the United States say based off of its history? Nothing. And then they could be put in a position of complete compromise. So... That was one of the things that I didn't express that day that we covered this, but they are extremely vulnerable to that. And I think it's making itself out to be, is playing itself out in a very, very, very direct way. I would just say this, that the current Russian direction it's classic old school strength of the KGB, and they're smashing the U.S. at every turn. At every turn, they're turning the. This is this is how you get to break up NATO is you turn the allies against the U.S. and that's what's happening here. And that overall phone tap really exposed that. And not only that, do you not think? that that was being pushed to all of the U.S. so-called allies and say, see how reckless and stupid they are. So if they're reckless and stupid, any treaty that you sign with them, that means that you're reckless and is equally naive. And you're vulnerable. And you're going to go down with them. The overall geopolitical sphere and the, 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 the game of geopolitical maneuvering is brutal. It, it's, it's absolutely venomously brutal. So just wanted to, to touch that before we get going. Keith, did you want to add anything? No. No? Okay. All right. Well, here we go. We need to get into today's show. And today's show is a case for every moment. And so what I want to do real quickly, we need to take a look at what's happening uh, actively out of the State Department and out of the State Department, there was an article from the Washington Post 
And there's, there's a couple articles that tie to this that we're going to try to t uh, tackle. Let me see. Did I have it up already? I should. Um, I One second. I do not. I need to bring it up. Okay, here it is. The Washington Post. No more waivers. The United States will try to force Iranian oil exports to zero. Let me just say this before we get going because this is the paramount. Everyone has to prepare for these, these old so-called uh, sanction waivers and no more waivers. This is going to drive the price of oil and gas at the, at the pump to very, very high. It's going to drive it very, very high. It's like and they it's don't think about those things, Dave. It's like they don't think about that. It, no, they think about it. They just don't care about the impact it's going to have on you, me, or, you know, not me so much because right. I don't have to travel to go to work. You know what I'm saying? But just right. everyday people right. and what right. have you. Now, you couple that with I, what they're trying to do to Iran and Venezuela with the world's largest reserves, man. We might be looking at $10 a gallon gas prices, man. There you go, Scotty. Right. That's, that's exactly where this this leads to an, and possibly even worse. And it's better to get a heads up about this way before it happens because once it's happened, Keith, it's too late to prepare. You have to prepare in advance before the things happen, before the things happen. So here's the Washington Post. Hopefully that this article uh, pops up for me. Um, I'm having a little slowness because um, I guess I got too many things open. Washington Post. Democracy dies in darkness. I thought that that was a great subtitle. Democracy dies in darkness. The Washington Post is giving you a heads up of what they already know is coming. Lights out in the United States. They got an article in the Google News feed I just saw. I didn't read the article, but they, it's titled... Capitalism in crisis. Yeah. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. As Scotty just said, capitalism in crisis. Very, very true. Democracy dies in darkness. I think that's going to be one of the shows this week. That's a great name. Okay, here we go. No more waivers. The United States will try to force Iranian oil exports to zero. Okay, I look, look. I'm... I'm at a loss of words. I just can't comprehend what's going on. Again, that last statement that you read, along with so many other statements that you were, you're, you're looking at the ultimate in stupidity. It's kind of like, okay, you know, we're, we're outside of the slaughterhouse. Let's, let's pick up the pace and start running to it instead of the slow walk that we're doing. Well, you remember, Keith? We went from mark time to march to double time. And and and, and what I mean by that that's that's a, uh, a a a you know just a reference to uh, Keith's military uh, history. We we went from walking in place to now it's marching. Now, you're running to it. And then guess what's next, Keith? Go and get in this jet, hit Mach, Mach 3 to it. 
break the sound barrier to it. And, and yeah, we're there. Now, I'm having problems bringing up this article. Let me try it one more time. It may not bring it up. If it doesn't, I'll uh, catch it in another form and fashion. Here we go. Okay, here it is. About one year after the United States decided to leave the Iranian nuclear deal, the State Department is set to announce that all countries will have to completely end their imports of Iranian oil or be subject to the United States sanctions. So what is the rest of the world going to do? They're going to continue the oil flows to from Iran, and then what are they going to do about those sanctions? They're going to say, go on with your sanction, and guess what they're going to do? Okay, since you're sanctioning us, guess what we're going to do? We're going to sanction you. My only problem with what you're saying is you keep saying we're going to. They put in an agreement almost immediately after. Yeah, they sure did. They absolutely did, Keith. So it goes on. This is an escalation of the Trump's administration max pressure campaign, which seeks to force Tehran to end its illicit behavior around the world. Huh? Only one that that is applies to is the United States. On Monday morning, celebrity figurehead Secretary of State Mike, I always say Pompano. His name is Pompeo, but I call him Pompano. You know, Pinocchio? Now you know where I get about that. You know, I like to do stuff like that. So celebrity figurehead Pompano uh, will announce to the media that as of May the 2nd, the State Department will no longer grant sanction waivers to any country that is currently importing Iranian crude. Or, man, Chief, this is huge. This is, this is really, this is, this is huge. Because now what does that mean? This is, they're sanctioning the whole darn world. How many countries need oil? All of them. But let's take a look at the countries that are getting oil from the United States. And you look, I mean, from Iran, and you look at where things are being destabilized. You know one of the main countries that's getting oil from, the, from Iran? Some of the main countries? You're ready. Germany. France. The EU. In India. In India. That basically the United States is saying this, you're either with us or we're going to war against you. And what did Germany and France say? Well, we need to prepare because the U.S. is no longer an ally. If you're not an ally, that means you're an adversary, you're an enemy. And what did our, our India say to the United States? Go pound saying we're going to buy from who we want to buy from. Is their sovereign and right? Now you see why India, that's right. And you see why India and Pakistan are unstable right now? It was just back in February that the, the world was so close to overall nuclear engagement between Iran, uh, um, excuse me, India and Pakistan, but that has not died down. This is real. The U.S. But people, I think I, I, you're about to say, say something. Go ahead. <laughs> You know, it goes back to what Russia said. Well, you know what? We really don't want to go to war. But if you want to... <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, you know what mm. though? The United States problem is it's never giving up that spirit of slavery. And I'm not talking just about prison right. slavery through the 13th Amendment. Because ultimately what slavery boils down to is denying a person their self-determination. And we're talking about the United States trying to enslave the rest of the world. Well, they have enslaved a lot of these countries to the debt. And, you know, robbing them of their self-determination and telling them who they can be friends with, who they can't be friends with. And uh, it, it, it's running the world like a global plantation. But the world is waking up. And I say thanks to the Internet and thanks to alternative media, um, thanks to platforms like this, thanks to, you know, individuals who won't sell their souls, you know, and, and will do their best to uncover the truth and report the truth. That's why they keep trying to pass net new uh, 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 take away the Internet and and put it yep. in the hands of the corporations and then they get to decide who sees what and, and how you know so but they never given up that spirit of slavery man Scotty that was the best way you're absolutely right and you know what it's because it brings about a, a sense of entitlement and when you have a sense of entitlement you become a bully you, you, you become very you become a monster. You become Satanistic. You become a, a, a sociopath that turns into a, to a psychopath that turns into a sociopath. So this is very, very true. And what you said, Scotty, is the best way to really chronicalize and see where who this who the country, who the United States government and, and the corporation of the United States, what its true intentions have always been. See, one thing about when you have a profitable business, it never goes out of business. And in subjugating and enslaving people has been too profitable. It's never going to go out of business until it, it becomes bankrupt or and until it's not accepted by anybody else in the world. And the world is waking up and it should be something that everyone here, which I think is definitely, there's a, a, a paradigm shift and a movement, a spiritual movement globally. You know, another thing are, I, I noticed, you know, Dave, was again, the propaganda isn't as effective as it used to be. It's still effective, don't get me wrong. But for example, Let's take Bernie Sanders, for example. He calls himself a democratic socialist, even though I've heard real socialists say that's not really socialism. But okay, whatever. So, but you will notice a lot in the American media will use that McCarthy era language. Oh, they're socialists. They're communists. You know, just label them and then the people supposed to be against them because of that. And then the people don't even understand what socialism or communism or how it works. You know what I'm saying? We just know that we're told that or we're schooled that that's our enemy. You know, and so and so now, you know, you got this new generation 
um, that didn't come up during the 60s, wasn't exposed to that propaganda that, you know, at its height and what have you. And they're making up their own minds. They're they're saying, wait a minute, Medicaid for all, no co-pays, no, you know, deductibles and health care as a human right. Yeah, we for that. You can call it socialism, whatever you want to call it, but we want that. Oh, college free college tuition like most of these other countries develop. Yeah, we want that. You call it socialism if you want to. And I chalk that up to this younger generation not being as schooled in the propaganda to hate, you know, Cuba because it's socialist or, you know what I'm saying? Man, so, you know, that's just that's just a, a small glimmer of hope I have for the people, man, this next generation, which is not so easily I propagandized. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I share that same sentiment with you, uh, Scotty. Yeah, go ahead, Keith. Um, I agree with that 100%, but there's another aspect, which is the opposite aspect that kind of still defies everything that we're talking. And what I mean by that is you take anything, any entity, any living entity, whether it's got, if it's got any consciousness, and therefore we're talking about people, we're talking about animals, we're talking about governments, you're talking about whatever. Yeah. You still have always going to have self-preservation, right? Mm-hmm. Any and everything is going to act in a manner Directed towards its self-preservation. Yeah, and that's why they, you're saying that's why they're acting this way, and they're going to push no, this little envelope. What I'm saying okay. is, what the United States doing is in defiance to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. He, yeah, it, it definitely is, is, and that's what Scotty was saying because they, they're so used to enslaving everyone that you, your life and your energy is mine. You don't have you follow you play by my. You play by the rules, and the rules are established by us. Whoever we tell you to do business with, us, you do business with. And you, t- you do that business at the cost and the price that we set. And the price is your whole life. But what we'll do is we won't come out and tell you that it's your whole life directly. But guess what? After so many drinks and so, so much wine and splendor, we'll even be bold and tell you, yeah, and what you're going to do about it. And if you don't do this, we'll sanction you and we'll send our, our aircraft carriers over there. It's, it's so real. So check this out. Last November, the State Department issued 180-day waivers to eight countries to give them more time to find alternative sources of oil. Now, their time is running out. The decision to end the waivers has implications for the world oil market, which has been eagerly anticipating Donald Trump's decision on whether to extend waivers. The, the, official, state, uh, the official said market disruption should be minimal for two reasons. Supply is now greater than demand. And... Pompeo is also set to announce offsets through com- uh, commitments from other oil suppliers such as Saudi Arabia and the uh, uh, United Arab Immigrants. Trump spoke about in an issue Thursday with the U- uh, UAE Crown Prince. 
The decision to stop the waivers could significantly reduce exceptions or SERs and also become politi uh, political in Washington with hawkish officials and lawmakers publicly advocating their discontinuance. Pompeo last week accused lawmakers of grandstanding on the issues. Officials said Pompeo also intends to end the waivers when market conditions allow. So let me go back to, let's take a look at real quickly before we go into the commercial break. Well, we're going to go into the commercial break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the countries. We're going to take a look at the significant ones that are under this, this whole thing and, and what that could mean. You're listening to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. Scotty, give me two minutes. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Land of the free, it lies the home of the homeless. Too many die every day, and we really just want this freedom. Digital Black Radio, New Black Media for the New Millennium. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. This is the second hour. We're definitely going to jump into this, and this is really important. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. Just, um, I, I'm not on the board, so I won't see you. So if you call in, just say excuse me, and uh, we will go to you. But before we went into the commercial break, we were, were reading about the overall waivers and how critical this is and what this means. I want to break it down on the macro micro level for everyone else. And I just want to say, um, just before we um, go, I guess we got another call. I'm sorry about that. We got a caller that's in queue. Um, this caller is out of uh, area code 707. 
Uh, welcome, caller, to, to Tando Radio Show. What's your name, where you're calling from, and what is your question or comment? Four oh, four seven oh. I think they might have. Yeah, this uh, this Rob out of Atlanta. I just wanted to comment on. What hey, Rob, what's going on, bro? Everything good, bro. How about yourself? Fantastic, uh, fantastic. What say you? Well, yeah, I had uh, it was a coincidence. Y'all was talking about you know unraveling the the propaganda, you know. Cause you you know if you're not involved with it, but what helped me was um, I started reading the Green Book by Gaddafi. I'm not finished yet, but there was some a lot of things that were quite left of what um, you know Western media and Western politics were talking about, and it that 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 really changed your whole perspective on you know who he was if you didn't know about his politics or whatnot, how powerful he was and how smart he was. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to come in on that. And it's a, it's a, it's a good book so far, the green book by Muammar Gaddafi and, um, you know, unraveling that, that propaganda that, you know, we, that, that was instilled in us to believe, you know, he was a horrible person or whatnot. So, uh, that's just my comment. I just wanted to come in on that. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man, and, and and definitely if if you can read that book, I think it would be great for everyone because Gaddafi had what was known as the Green Society, um, and if you really knew what what he stood for, you, you would be more in line with him than than what mainstream media would want you to be in line with him about. So definitely, great great call, Rob. Thank you, brother. So just before we um, went into the commercial break. We um let me go back one second. Oops. We were talking about the waivers and how that's going to, and I wanted to talk about it from the micro and the macro standpoint. So check this out. So here's what initially was, and this was from an article a while back, and this one was national security. Um, national security. U.S. allow eight countries to. What does this say? can't see the whole thing, and I don't want to mess it up. So basically gave eight countries waivers. So let's take a look at those waivers. This is a part of the uh, Trump's administration's use of sanctions draw concerns. Pompeo did not identify the countries and jurisdictions that will be getting waivers, that will get waivers, other than to say the European Union, the EU, is not among them, basically saying they're not getting waivers. Well, who else is there? Okay, check this out. South Korea, Japan, and India are expected to get reprieves. However, all are all are among Iran's biggest oil customers, and they have argued that stopping their purchase immediately will cause oil prices to spike worldwide. Now, let's take a look at. Let's take a look at that real quick. Here's the countries that this directly impacts. Here's the country that this directly impacts. China. India. The EU. That's all that really matters right there. 
Now remember what Japan was willing to do once the U.S. put an embargo against Japan it stopped the overall oil from being able to go into the isles of Japan. Japan is an island. It has no natural resources. So if no oil is coming in, what are you doing to that nation? Starving it out. So what did they do? Pearl Harbor. They attacked Pearl Harbor. So now they're saying that they're not going to give no more waivers to anybody. Uh, else if you get oil from there, you'll get... You're going to get hit with it. You're going to get hit with sanctions. Do you really think India is going to stop buying from Iran? Why would they? When they're about to go into a war with Pakistan, and then they already know that that's going to lead them into a war, into the world war that's going to happen. They can't afford to. They're not going to be able to afford to. Europe they can't they afford, to. afford to. Then what? Well, they don't need the United States anymore economically. They're going to be an economic giant. So the U.S. is threatening with swift uh, sanctions. SWIFT is 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 the uh, the banking the national banking system that's run by um, the United States out of Brussels. I mean, uh, not Brussels. Um, Oh shoot! Um, not Brussels. Um, no, 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 no. Country is is a uh, small, tyrannical country that that just ravaged Africa, uh, Belgium. Belgium. So, but here, here's what, what's significant about this whole thing. The impact of this is going to be here as well. Let me tell you what Iran says about all of this. And China doesn't like this one bit because they're going to say, no, you're not going to sanction us because we're going to buy oil from who the heck we want to buy oil from. But here's the big problem that this leads into a major, major, major war. How about this? I think we got a caller in queue real quick. Uh, is there... A call in queue. Is there someone in queue that wanted to, to sound off? Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. If so, just uh, just uh, say excuse me and then jump in. Here's the big problem with this. What do you think Iran is going to do about this whole thing? Keith, they're going to. Okay. So you're cutting off our money. You're you're basically doing to Iran what you did to Japan. Do you think that there will be a different response from Iran? No, not at all. But here's the difference is that Iran now is capable, capable, excuse me, is fully capable of defending themselves from the United States militarily. Because when Iran gets in the war with, with the U.S., guess who has to come with them now? China. And if they drag China into it, guess who else has to come into it with them now? They drag China into the war. Guess who China drags into the war? Russia. Guess who Russia, when Russia goes into the war, guess who they drag into the war on their side? The EU, and then there goes Germany and France. Then there goes India. 
which goes back to my original question. Wait, wait, Chief. Then what you think Japan is going to do? You think Japan ever forgot Hiroshima, Nagasaki? Do you think that they ever really forgot? Do you think they really ever forget? No, they have um, um, memorial no. services every year, don't they? They sure do. They, do. They, they haven't forgotten or forgave. What did they do? They patiently waited for the appropriate time. This is going to be, this is the significance of this whole thing. What if all of a sudden, which I think is going to happen, how about this? How about this, Keith? Tehran has gone on the offensive, Iran. And on Monday, a senior Iranian military official said the Islamic uh, Republic will close the Strait of Hormuz if it's prevented from using it. The state-run Farce News Agency reported. Hey, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt uh, before you read the rest of that. Um, Tulsi Gabbard was just talking about this uh, over the weekend. She put out a video and she mentioned the military industrial complex. But what she said is, in her opinion, is this is all about fighting Iran on behalf of Israel, starting that war on behalf of Israel. Because it's really, it, you know, those are the two adversaries in this. And and so, of, of course, the U.S. Um, always meddling in other affairs, which, you know, um, uh, prior leaders have warned them about, you know, and getting in these foreign entanglements. And, well, it's going to drain you of your, your wealth. It's going to drain you of your youth. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just going to, man, yeah. it, it's just not good. It's only good for the war profiteers. War is only good for the war profiteers. But she was just speaking on this. And then she was saying, you know, um, that we really could be facing a, a, a global war if this continues, a global nuclear war if this continues. Yeah. See, and Sky says if this continues, uh, forgive me for my pessimism, but at this point, it's inevitable. It is. We, we, we based our whole show on getting people prepared for this. Uh, since we've been on and, and say, hey, this is going to go, go. World War Three is already starting. It's going to turn to GNW-1, Global Nuclear War 1. And I believe that tactical nukes are going to be used in that overall scenario. And it's going to be actually the U.S. will get hit and lights will be out. And But the tactical nukes, it's not going to be a, a nuclear war that's going to destroy the world. What it's going to do is going to be a nuclear war that turns the world. Well, okay. and I'm not talking about turn the world physically. It's going to turn the proverbial world upside down. And see, my thing is because I'm going to keep real quick. Let me just say this. I'm going to go back to you because the United States cannot. I'm going to tell you the United States cannot chin check, cannot take a chin check. One nuclear device, technical or 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 traditional, from an outside military force. The, the United States will collapse. See, unfortunately. It don't have the chin. My thing is, and I hate to sound selfish, 
but it's going to be selfish. And basically, you're talking about what's going to happen to the world. That's going to be irrelevant yeah. to everybody in the continental United States. Yes, you're right, Keith, because of the dire position that they, they will be put in. The, the U.S. can't take the chin check. If we go dark, literally, that puts the United States in the Stone Ages. Now, it gets so much worse than that because the fact of the matter is, this isn't 1929. You mentioned the things about how the rodent population and all that disappeared uh, because there was no food and people took advantage of everything that they took advantage of. Well, here we are with a population that has grown exponentially since then. And the dependency now was much, much greater and much worse than it was then. Exactly. But even putting that aside, if we were able to rotate back to those times, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have the trees. You don't have the animals. You don't have the resources to support that population even on the Stone Age scale. Yeah. Hey, Dave, yeah. I got that. Um, I got this video from Tulsi Gabbard. It's only two two minutes and 17 seconds long, man. Okay. Because it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of tying into what we're talking about. I've always supported yeah, Israel's right to exist, even more so after I had the opportunity to visit the Auschwitz concentration camp in 2005. That's why I'm so concerned with Bibi Netanyahu's aggressive annexation policies, which are simply going to stoke the flames of resentment and conflict. This is bad for Israel, bad for the United States, Palestinians, and the region. Netanyahu and Saudi Arabia want to drag the United States into war against Iran. And Trump is submitting to their wishes. The cost in lives and money will be beyond our imagination. Netanyahu's annexation of the Golan Heights, his promise to annex parts of the West Bank, and Trump's declaration that the Iranian military, the IRGC, is a terrorist organization, like ISIS, will undermine any chances for peace between the Israelis, the Palestinians, and Israel's neighbors. This brings the United States closer than ever to war against Iran, which will be absolutely disastrous for our country, for Israel, for Iran, the Middle East, Europe, and the world. It's going to cost Americans trillions of dollars, dollars that should stay in the pockets of our people or be used to rebuild our infrastructure, educate our kids, provide universal health care, and meet so many of the other urgent needs that we have. It'll also lead to many more of our troops paying the ultimate price, sacrificing their lives, and increasing death and suffering of people in the region. This will increase tenfold the present refugee crisis that Europe is facing and could even lead to direct conflict between the United States and Russia, which could quickly lead to nuclear conflict. That would mean the end of the world as we know it. This is an existential threat that requires every American to stand up and say no. And yes, the, the, and I would just add this to what was saying. It's not about the tr 
the trillion dollars. Because trillions of dollars can be digitally created and printed. But what can't be digitally created or printed is the loss of lives of but, people. But also, though, Dave, that's, also, that's though, here's the problem with yeah. that, though. Who's going to pay? Who's printing it thereby? And who's yeah. going to pay for it? So right. it is still going to affect us, you know, because they're going to be stealing your energy, your taxes. Be- so she basically right. exactly. saying, what What do you want your energy stolen for? Do you want your energy stolen to create universal health care for everyone to address, you know, the many needs? Or you want your energy stolen, you know, to uh, possibly start a nuclear war? So those trillions, yeah. you know, when they when they say they spending trillions, they ain't spending nothing. <laughs> you know, right. we right. the ones that's they, that's gonna be spending. Right. That that is that is so so true. And the thing about this is that this this overall engagement the U.S. is going to lose. And when I say the U.S. is going to lose, the corporation of the U.S. Will ne- will, is not going to be harmed by this. It's going to be the everyday person here that is going to be harmed by this. It's rich man's war for, with poor man's blood. And Iran is already talking about closing I'll post that inside of Tando today. And it comes from there, from FARS, the National News Agency. So just think about this. If they close, let me just just read read you this. The Strait of Hormuz, based on international law, is a waterway. And if we are prevented from using it, we will close it. Farge reports, citing one uh, uh, the, uh, a general from the, the head of the re, uh, Republic, the, the head of the Revolutionary Guard Navy forces. To be sure, this is not the first time that Iran has made such a threat. Back in December, Iran warned it could close the global oil checkpoint when it said that if someday the United States decides to block Iranian Iranian what exports. No oil will no oil will be exported from the Persian Gulf. Now, let me tell you what that basically means. That means right now Brent oil is about Mm, $73, $73, $74. Chief, look up Brent oil. How much is that? The price of Brent oil as we speak right now. B-R-E-N-T? Yes. B-R-E-N-T, Brent oil price. This is the paper contract. This has nothing to do with the overall physical price. So let's just say, so wherever it is, Brent oil, I think it's around $70-some. Let Keith do that. Okay. What this means is this. In this, what's that? Nasdaq. Yes. Seventy-three. 
looks that up. Let's say it's around $73 a barrel. Okay? This means that oil can go up to over $300, $400, $500, $600, dollars a barrel. And then here's the worst thing. All of the tankers around the world, because there's not that many super tankers around the world, where they stop doing what, Chief? We're not moving oil at all. You know why? Because the loss of these ships and this cargo is too great. And not only that, there won't be any insurance. Because remember, Chief, there is no insurance for what? An act of war. Most people don't remember that. So if you own, okay, what did you say the price of oil? What was the uh, Brent price of oil? On NASDAQ. 6592. Okay. So Keith, it goes up to, to three hundred dollars. what's a uh, what's that? A four and a half times increase, isn't it? Yeah. Four and a half time increase. So really, so you take a four and a half time increase, if you really want to take a look at it from where you are right now, wherever your gas is now, take that times six. $12.50 a gallon. What does Scotty say? Six? By six. Yeah, $12.50. What does Scotty say? You got $10 oil. Right? You're really looking at here in the United States $25 a gallon for oil. Because remember, in an act of war, there is no insurance. You're uninsurable. Not only is a person uninsurable, life insurance, but also, guess what? Property. Hey, I think you meant. I think you meant gas. Twenty five dollars. Yeah, gas. Yeah, gas. But but people think about this though. So if the gas price go up, it's not just going to affect you being able to cut your lawn or or dry to work or whatever you need gas to do. But it's also going to affect the price of everything because still everything is transported by trucks and trains and that use what? Oil-based fuel. Fossil fuels and what have So the price of everything is going to go up. Now, before you get mad at Iran uh, uh, and then you should consider that <laughs> Mike Pompeo and Bolton and them is recorded talking about how they would starve the Iranian people to force a regime change. So why should, if you make a threat towards my people like that, then why should I care about your people? I would, hey, all I got to do is flood the uh, strait with with, uh, sea mines, you know, landmines and water. And then when you bring your mine clearers out there, you know, your tugboats or whatever, then all I got to do is just, you know, shoot them and sink them. Yep. The Strait of Hormuz is, is, is the choke point. It's the choke point. And, and, and here, and exactly what Scotty said, the price of gas and everything else going up. And then not only that, the oil tankers around the world won't be able, the super tankers around the world won't be able to move because there won't be an insurance policy that they will be able to acquire for that. And the risk is too great to, for what, Keith? For those companies to lose those ships. Now you got a major crisis that falls right on the lap of 
every single person listening to this. I don't care how prepared you are or how prepared you're not. It changes drastically at that moment and at that time. And it won't take long. Well, it's going to be immediate. Check this out. Check this out. Previous, early in November, a, uh, a prominent headline, uh, headline clerk told a Friday prayer gathering, consider Iran's spiritual capital and that Iran has the power to instantly create a condition for $400 a barrel oil prices if it decides to act in the Persian Gulf. The Ayatollah grabbed the headlines at the time by declaring, if Iran declares a single drop of regional oil will not be exported in 90 minutes, all Persian Gulf countries will be destroyed. And during that period, and during that period of the, excuse me, and during the prior summer, after similar threats were issued from Tehran, the spokesman for the United States Central Command told the Associated Press that the United States sailors and regional allies stand ready to ensure the freedom of navigation and the free flow of, of uh, commerce wherever national water laws, international law allows. The Strait of Hormuz is a, a narrow waterway carrying a fifth of the world's traded oil and that Iranian officials have threatened to block in retaliation for sanctions targeting the country's nuclear program. It's no way to get around this. It turns into an all-out war because immediately Iran would be attacked and Iran would respond likewise. And they would attack immediately right away who? Israel. But they're not just going to attack Israel. They're going to do cyber attacks against the United States first and primarily. Because I will say this. I truly think that this has a lot to do with Israel, but has less to do with Israel than what we give credit to. This has everything to do with the overall, the loss of global strategical importance of the United States? Well, partly. Uh, uh, even more so than that is what I think it has, what it's going to have to do with is flat out wrath. Yes. yes. Wrath. Because we have kicked the world off for so long to such unimaginable ends that you better believe when they body inside the United States, the world is going to be trying to pick out their piece of hair, their piece of clothes, yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Hey. And I think that the alliance isn't as great as, as what the U.S. thinks it has. Hey, Dave. everybody... Well, yeah, that, that well, I agree with you that it is all about global influence because that's what them figureheads always say. You know, it's about protecting U.S. interests. When they say U.S. interests, yeah. they don't mean us, okay? They talking about the right. corporate shareholders of USA Inc. So, you know, I know the propaganda make you think they talking about us as a collective people. No, they not talking about talking about us but Israel is very important to their strategic influence in that area that's like an outpost that's basically like a military outpost you know yep. yeah it's a sovereign nation but it's dependent on the United States 
It's an unofficial state of the United States of, of America Incorporated. So, but that that's why I say it still comes down to Iran, I mean, Israel, um, um, based on how they're key to the influence in that region of the world, you know, because they got to have strategic partners all over the world. And see, this is, this is something I, I try to communicate to, you know, my group of people, my black people, my uh, descendants of, of victims of slavery and, and white supremacy and, and all of that. You need allies to fight a war. And, you know, it just troubles me when I see propaganda coming out that's trying to turn non-white groups against each other instead of, you know, facilitating communications and organizations that where we can confront our common oppressor, you know? So, so we need allies. The United States can't do what it does without having strategic partners all over the world. That's why they have used the IMF, the World Bank, and sanctions and and everything that we've been talking about for the past hour and a half. Absolutely, because it can't. Do these things alone, and now that just shows that. Look at the allies that the U.S. presumably has. Keep. If I gotta pay you one one quick thing, and we we gotta take our last break, one quick thing though. Okay, that's right. If I gotta pay you to look out for my interests when the stuff hits the fan, and I'm no longer able to keep up with them payments, to is that really an ally? Man, man Scotty, that's where I was going. Joe, let's go to a commercial break. So, so true. Listen, we got to get ready to go to a commercial break. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to the Tando Radio Show. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056. In this last 30 minutes of the of the show, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And Scotty was making the point uh, just before we went into the break. said, wait a minute. If you're a paid ally, and I would say that the pay is also not only by payment, but by bribery as well. If the U.S. can't keep, if the U.S. can't, yeah, that's what that's what I meant, Dave. Bribery, payment, bribery. Yeah, I meant we talking about the same thing. Yep. And if you can't, as Scotty said, if you can't make that payment, what's the first thing that you're gonna do? It's gonna be the overall Haley Siasi approach. Well, who paid us? That's who our allegiance is to. And not only that, look at what. People are going to look back at, at history and say, look at all that's been stolen from us. Why would we want to engage and in, in, in have this overall country at its weakest moment to be able to survive this? So, very important. I think I heard Roz. Was that you? No, that was Brother Davis, man. Okay, go ahead. Jump in. We're actually, we're actually watching the last hurrah of the Game of Thrones. Because most of what's being said right now, the United States, it's more or less, uh, it's a wolf ticket. 
they've alienated themselves from the whole world, and the energy industry is changing. We fail to realize that next year, 25 to 30% of the cars on the road will be electric. Industry is changing every day, and Germany is at the forefront of making thermium the new fuel for nuclear power. This is definitely a time in which all of us should realize one of two things got to happen. If we go to a world war, it's going to be total debt forgiveness. If we don't go to a world war, it's just a new king at the top of the heap. And if we keep running around looking at what these wackos are doing, like Trump, literally all they're doing is keeping our attention away from how they're stealing what they can get because they can't stop this now. They cannot stop this. So they're, they're threatening our children and everything, but the only people we owe is the prison industrial complex. So literally, when you think about it, an amnesty drop to keep the country united may work out better than going to a major war. But I'm just procrastinating on the fact that we as a people have to understand we not only not want war, we want solutions that are going to keep us as far away from war as possible. This is the war machines and the warlords talking about going to war. You know why? Because we put so much faith in their money. Now their money is dying, and their kingdom is falling apart. And I was saying back in the, the show when I spoke about the, um, the times and the age of time, this is just our time. No civilization has lasted forever. So it's going to be interesting. I, I just wanted to add that. Yeah, you know, and, and Brother Davis, from, from this overall, and everyone, I want to say that just because the U.S. loses this war and it becomes the untied state, that does not mean that your overall life is going to be over as well. It, it, in some cases, it, it may be. Keith looked at me funny. Some cases, it may be. But there are going to be very, very many people that are going to survive this, which is always, you know. And then once that happens, there's going to be decisions that those individuals are going to have to make. And, that, and I think the decisions that are going to be the ones that are that are more beneficial are going to be the ones that are, are based off of what they prepared for this before it happened. Hey, hey Dave. Because there is going to be another side to this. Yeah, go ahead, Scotty. To, to your point, though, you know, this is Black Talk Radio Network, and so we're always coming from the perspective with our uh, nation within the nation surviving this. And, and I have hope, too. I think you were expressing some hope that, you know, all is not lost. But you should prepare. No. But we are strong people. Nobody has been through, you know, maybe maybe we could say the gypsies, the Jews, the communists, the gay people, the disabled people that fell victims to the Nazi machine that Hitler built, okay? Um, but, you know, they survived too. They all didn't get wiped out. But besides them, you know, no one has suffered the greatest human rights crime for the longest period like 
people here, African descended people here in the United States. Just that when, when they told that lie and said that slavery was abolished with the passage of the 13th Amendment, and they gave temporary freedom to many, and, and but but those people didn't have anything. It's not like the Bible stories of the Hebrews coming out of Egypt loaded down with gold, silk, and silver, and precious metal. No, our people came out with nothing, and we survived, right. and we survived. So we just need to remember that and carry that spirit forward. Are there going to be casualties? Of course there's going to be casualties, but I have faith that we will survive. I do too, Scotty. And I think that it's important for us to put ourselves in in position for that. And that could mean, that could mean for, for some people different things. Some people may say, okay, I want to repatriate to another country. I understand what your, what, what your, which, what, what your feelings are. Um, you know, everybody has their different thing. But yes, I am optimistic about what can definitely happen from this. And this is why I'm so optimistic about it is that I prepare for it. And I prepare for it from the standpoint of surviving this, not being, not actually succumbing to this. Does, does that mean that we will? No. But what it does mean is that we have the will to survive. And that's always significant. And that's always paramount. Because remember, how can someone kill you and they didn't give you life? They didn't. So I really just want our, in the last couple of minutes, I really want us to focus everyone that's listening to Tando Radio Show right now on Black Talk Radio Network. Please. Focus on preparing for this because, as Brother Davis said, this is inevitable. This already happened. You can't walk this back now. You can't. If if you walk this back, then that basically means that you are talking about an immoral country becoming ethical and say, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've been wrong. I've been doing wrong." And I want to change my overall course. But in changing that course, you got to realize something. You got to give everything up when you do that. Because everything that you receive is ill-gotten and gained. And you can't, and you can't benefit from that anymore. Either way, it comes down to a yo-yo effect. We're going to be yo-yo means you're on your own scenarios and situations are going to be here. When are they going to be here? It doesn't matter when they're going to be here. What matters is that they are all unfolding and taking place has already happened. The matter of when is it going to adversely affect you and it's going to be different in some cases because every person is different. But on the mass scale, I think that we're closer to it today than we were yesterday. So, Let's. We know the dynamics of of what this would mean. This would totally. This would be a a very significant. This would be a colossal event, and the impact on this thing would be huge, and it would be broad scope and deep. 
Okay? Now, in saying that, let me just say this, and, and I'm going to pick this up again. If you have 25 to $60 a week of disposable income that you can use to prepare, it will be in your best interest to do that. And I would say that you need to do that until you have at least, at least two months of provisions. And you would structure yourself and have needs and wants. What are your needs? What do you have? What do you need? And then you work on your wants. And Dave, I would add... I will add not just two months provision, but the tools you need to provide future provisions. And what do I mean? Well, since you might have not might not have access to gas and and what have you, you don't have to go back to the old farming technology. So that means you know, in the very least, getting holes and and you know uh, plows and and everything that. You need to plan some food to provide future provisions. That means, you know, having your little 22 and enough ammunition to hunt, you know, and feed yourself. Yep. So, you know, you got a provision for future provisions is what I'm saying as well. Yeah, and, and you got to prioritize the overall. And one of the things, you can't be left in the dark. And, and one of the reasons why we talk about this stuff so that you can see really what some of the things that you could be, could be facing. Let me tell you, because propaganda is going to destroy many people. I'm going to tell you, they'll say that there was just a blackout and that the lights would be on real soon. And then that will prevent somebody that listens to Tando Radio Show and somebody that doesn't a Black Talk Radio Network, and you've already been warned that, hey, they plan on doing this and this is what, you'll have a different response to that than somebody you know with somebody that doesn't know what they're going to do with that valuable golden hour that they'll have they're going to go home and say oh let me just get out the way this is going to be crazy out here Dave let me get this example of how I prepare now you said if there's a blackout they're not going to be able to tell you nothing because there's a blackout. So, you know, your corporate news channel, cable channels that you watch and get all that propaganda from, they're not going to be on air because it's going to be a blackout depending on how large it is or what have you. But this is how, but you said tune in to Black Talk Radio Network. Well, you saying, well, won't, won't it be a blackout? Well, okay. Here, this is how I've prepared for the future. Of course, I got a generator. Most people that listen to this show know I got a generator and what have you. I need to provision for some um, uh, solar panels and and what have you um, so that I will have enough power to turn on my computer and then uh, be able to log on to the Internet. The Internet still should work. It's not having the power. You know what I'm saying? Because the Internet was developed for communications in case of nuclear war, in part, okay? So our radio server is not based in the United States, and I'm not going to tell our potential enemies out there where it's based at. So what I'm I'm saying is chances are we would be able to still broadcast. Maybe not at at any time we wanted to, but we would be able to come on and get some information out. 
Yep, and we would do that right right away. We would definitely do that right away. And here's a th- here's another thing. If you don't if you're not aware of the, the, the circumstances, then you won't know the overall severity of things. You may think that it's something, you know, minor when it's very severe and it requires your overall <clears throat> proper response to it immediately. Immediately. So that's very, very important. So you could be on one side of the country and hear about this or that, or you could hear that something is going on in the Strait of Hormuz and they're going to shut it, shut down the overall Strait of Hormuz. You're seeing that, and then all of a sudden, you know, a little bit later, boom, all the lights go out. You can kind of configure that, uh-oh, something went awry there. While everybody else will be looking around saying, what happened? You already have an idea of what just possibly could have, and you'll know the urgency of your, your decisions right there. You know, the, the, the people that smell the fire first are the ones that actually get out the door first as well. So being aware of these things is important. So, so prepare as much as you possibly can. The provisions that you're going to need is like Scotty said, is going to be provisions for provisions. This is also what you do, and I have to say this, we're going to pick up on this later on. If you are a hunter, and you all should be, as soon as things go awry, you don't wait for everybody else to start hunting. You hunt right away before you go into your provisions of things that you already have. Right, right. You don't exhaust your provisions, then you go straight into hunting. By that time, it may be too darn late. Right, right. Priority of things is critical when it comes to because this is a process and there's a mentality that we need to be educated in to survive survival has energy hey dave one thing i I should mention uh and i mentioned it before i was just reminded because yesterday uh, my daughter forgot to come get me to go fishing we were gonna go fishing she went fishing and the grandkids went fish but buy some fishing gear buy some fishing gear and teach the children how to fish and teach everybody has to know these things because it's very important but listen y'all we're going to pick back up on this because we have to um, and it's necessary I just want to say I appreciate you all much love and much respect and what were the things that could that are that are actually unfolding we will be able to to nav- navigate our way through. My thing is that I definitely want us to be able to have preparation so that we can exploit the options and the opportunities that will be there, because there will be many. So much love, much respect. There's never goodbyes. Always we'll see you later. And before you ask for a fortune, please give one away. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you all. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Gold dinar would have had serious consequences for the world financial system, but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the U.S. wants to avoid at all costs. We're slicing cake. We're slicing cake.